Sun Devil fans, it is a partial victory Monday as we get to celebrate a huge upset in Tempe, but we also got to talk about a really unfortunate loss that the Sun Devils basketball team also suffered. Closing it out, though, ASU Sun Devils football gets some more reinforcements coming into the secondary. You're listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw, joined always by my good friend and co-host, Connor Drios. Today, we got to talk all sorts of good news about the Arizona State Sun Devils basketball team, a little bit of football as well. There is a little bit of a downside with basketball, but this podcast is mainly going to be nice and positive today. Speaking of which, this podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. As always, thank you guys so much for making the Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember that this podcast is free and available on all platforms, which includes, but is not limited to, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts in a audio platform, but also on video platform. Me and Connor are here Monday through Friday on YouTube, giving you the best content in the whole world. You can follow myself on Twitter at RichieBrads36. You can follow Connor on Twitter at CDrios. And you can follow the Locked on Sun Devils page at LO underscore Sun Devils. So, Connor, we're going to go ahead and get right into this thing. Oh, real quick, humble brag. I got my wall pretty much all done now. You'll see the the uh, the billboard of 70 to 7 from Tucson. Yes, our audio listeners are very thrilled about your wall. Yes, absolutely they are. I got my pen in, my helmets, diploma. That right there that you can't see is the Jail Mary. It's like a nice little portrait of it but anyways that's just a quick little humble brag that i got my asu all pretty much all finished behind me now so the backdrop when you're watching the video platform is chef's kiss but anyways connor let's talk victory monday and an absolutely stunning victory that the arizona state sun devils were able to pull off against the number three team in the country and a pac-12 rival nonetheless the yeah asu being unranked and knocking off the number three team in the nation uh, you, you started off the intro saying partial victory. Who cares about the other loss? Who cares? This was our championship. This was, unfortunately, will probably be the pinnacle of our season. That being said, in triple overtime, Arizona State takes UCLA down at home uh, here in Tempe. Great, great win um, for the Sun Devils. I am sure great for all the, uh, the East Coast people watching the Pac-12, all 12 of them, uh, watching this game late into the night. But... Richie, well worth the wait, man. Well worth it. In a game that was incredibly back and forth, right? Like if you have told me that we would have won uh, the game against UCLA, obviously we're shocked, right? With the way that the Sun Devils team has played uh, basketball, maybe they've played some good halves, but not great. Uh, essentially both halves of the game. The number three team in the nation, yes, we're shocked. We can't tell you that that happened. Uh, that being said, um, it just how they won uh, what was, uh, I think, the most surprising. They... They found the depth that we've been talking about, right? DJ Horn did his thing, was not the most efficient, unfortunately. Uh, went three for 13 on the night, uh, and all three of those shots were uh, from behind the arc, which some of those were pretty great and crucial shots. So 
when he made them. I mean, it was definitely important and made two of his field goals. That being said, you got career games uh, from uh, guys like Marion Jackson. Uh, and then I, mean, I don't think gotta, this was his. We got to give him some major props, Connor. Yeah, well, we'll definitely be talking about Marion here in just a second. I, I think uh, so. The 16 from Alonzo Gaffney was not his career high. Or sorry, not Gaffney. Uh, Jalen Graham had 19 uh, in the game against USC, which we'll talk about later. But 16 from Graham, which was definitely nice to have. All of your starters were in double digits now, partially, or not partially. A lot of that is due to the amount of minutes that they had played. So the fact they hit double digits is not the most eye-popping thing. We have to talk about tw uh, 24 points from Marion Jackson. 7 of 18, 4 of 11 from deep, 6 of 8 on his free throws. And, and throughout this entire game, Richie, just clutch shot after clutch moment, clutch rebound, whatever it might be. While ASU was not perfect on the night, everything that they did, so offensively, defensively, rebound, steals, whatever it might be, everything accumulated to this win for the Sun Devils. Dude, 100%. And the funny thing with Marion Jackson is he, he still played a very Marion Jackson game because there were all sorts of shots that he took where you're sitting there and you're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, they just... Notably, like, what was it, the one at the end of the, the second half or was it the one at the end of uh, the first overtime? It was overtime? the end of first overtime and it was just yeah. so stupid. He had to have been at yeah. least five or six feet behind the arc and that thing just... Nice and high, like it was a rainbow shot, but unfortunately, it, it truly wasn't close. And you're sitting there and you're like, Come on, man, like that's a boneheaded play right there. But it's he okay. Curry, but it was it was Seth Curry, not Steph Curry. So, exactly, no yeah. offense to his brother, his brother's actually a really solid player, but regardless, yeah, we're, we're, we're not about dissing any of the Curries, that's for sure. But <laughs> it, it felt like a very Marion Jackson game, but one of his more efficient games. I mean, he was shooting a little under. Uh, 50%, he was probably right around that 40% range, which for him is pretty good. He was pretty solid from deep as well. Six of eight on his free throws. That's not perfect, but we'll take it. 24 points overall, though. Marion showed up, and Marion was terrific. But not, not only was Marion terrific, but his supporting crew was really good, too. All five of the starters had at least 10 points, so everyone hit double digits. You had Jalen Graham was just like this monstrous dude who wasn't going to be stopped at any point during the game threw up 16 points of his own six of 13 on his field goals four or five on his free throws 10 rebounds connor i mean the dude was just playing really tough inside the paint right underneath the hoop wherever you needed jalen grant he seemed to be there and producing for you the rest of the team looked really good too i mean for dj warren to put up 11 points when he's three of 13 on his field goals is pretty dang solid if he is a little more efficient, I mean, the obvious here is that ASU wins the game in regulation and not overtime. But overall, ASU put up a very competitive uh, 40 minutes of basketball and then an extra 15 minutes in overtime. So very, very impressed. Like you said, this is the pinnacle of our season. This is our, this is our championship game. So uh, unbelievable. And you did it in Tempe too. So the home crowd got the storm the court. It was just Always so great, cool man. to watch. Yes. What what I will say is there's going to be some people out there going to work on Monday today or throughout this week, and they're going to say, hey, did you catch that ASU game to all their U of A buddies? And they're, and they're go, not nope. going to care. Nope. Like, <laughs> they, they don't care. Seriously. Like, was this a great win for, for ASU? Yeah. Are they worried about having to go to Tempe uh, for their next game? No. No, like it's not that ASU is a team that's going to seem to roll over for people, 
because there's been a, there's been a handful of games where they just did not seem to show up at all. Uh, but for the most part, ASU seems to hang tough decently well in the first half. And in the second half, they just can't seem to close some of these games out. And obviously this was not only the second half, but in overtime was going blow for blow with UCLA uh, ending up pulling out that win. So it, it's not that this win should not be celebrated because this is going to be something that's talked about for years, for years at ASU. And it should, yes. it, it's a big win. It the be, yes, hundred percent. It's not like we're one of the best teams in the nation also taking on the number three team UCLA and coming away with that victory, which would still be a good win. But that being said, like this was uh, for, for a moment in time, this was a Cinderella story for people in Tempe, right? So great win regardless, but is this going to mean a whole lot going forward? No. Uh, unless they can build upon it, right? Like we, we can't come on this podcast and say that they're going to just start annihilating people that aren't as good as UCLA. That's, that's probably not going to happen. What went well for ASU in this game, right? It took a career game from Marion Jackson. It took great production from guys like Jalen Graham, who's been consistent, or I, I shouldn't say consistent, but who has been at least a producer at different points throughout the season. Um, it, it just, a lot of things went right for ASU for them to win by three. And it, it's it's not that some of this isn't earned, but like you look at UCLA's uh, overall, uh, essentially percentages, points by their team, they shot 22% from beyond the arc. Uh, again, def defense has always been a thing for ASU throughout this year. Uh, very rarely does it seem like they break down consistently on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, but for UCLA to shoot 22% behind the three-point line and they lose by three? Like if, if they're shooting at 25%, 30%, those still aren't good numbers and they end up pulling out this win. So it just, it, in my opinion, it, it's a great win, but a lot of things have to go well for ASU in order for something like this to happen. Now, can they do this on a more consistent basis? We can't say yes or no. Hopefully this is something they can build upon, right? They, they snap a four-game losing streak. Richie, you win your your uh, your bet uh, of 0.5. You took the over on this five-game stretch against, against ranked opponents. So good for you. I did not have the confidence that would happen. Um, but, I mean, even in the stretch, really, the second half against USC – uh, the first time that we played them. And then kind of the second half against U of A, they, they didn't necessarily hang in that game like they did in the first half. ASU's playing some of these teams pretty tough. Not so much as in uh, we should be winning these games, but it, uh, again, to my point earlier, it doesn't seem like they're rolling over at all. Maybe they can build upon it, but as of right now, we, we got to keep our, our hopes pretty level, right? Be excited when you go to work in on Monday. That, that's definitely the place that you should be. It's just not a, we're going to the NCAA tournament. We're going to win the Pac-12 might want to hold off on that for we're now. winning out we're winning out I what did i just say what <laughs> did i just say here's what i will tell you tell you just real quick just play devil's advocate and to a much lesser extent this is the kind of win connor that jump starts any kind of confidence and really starts to build upon sure. whatever you're trying to get going arizona state does play u of a tonight and i do believe we're going to tucson if i'm no, not no. we went to tucson before they could okay be. so we got them in Tempe. this was a this was a three-game homestand usc us that's US, right UCLA, yes thank you yes so this is a really good opportunity for arizona state to come out and silence their rivals i mean could you imagine what would be going on with this basketball team if they somehow were able to topple U, U of a as well like we can't count them out because it's a rivalry game we truly can't like but at the same time, you're building upon this confidence of taking them the number three team in the nation, Connor. There, there is a thing called momentum, as you and I both yep. know. And you've, or not you of A, ugh. 
ASU might be able to capture a little bit. And I'm not saying this turns around their season. I'm not saying, like you said, they're not winning the Pac-12. They're not, they're not like heavyweights to make the tournament. They're not out of it, but they shouldn't be considered like locks to make it either. But yeah. there is that opportunity now that you've got this win to get your season back on track. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and hop into our first break. When we return, unfortunately, we do got to talk about a loss when ASU dropped a game against the USC Trojans earlier last week. But first, we got to talk to you a little bit of our friends over at BetOnline. That's right, guys. So BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Uh, as football continues to march through the playoffs right to the big game in just a couple weeks, Bet on, sorry, BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports, scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't want to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. And again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every single day. As a quick reminder for you guys, it is Super Week brought to you by Get Upside, and there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in LA all week covering the big game. Connor, unfortunately, not not everything in the realm of Arizona state basketball is a good thing as we both know, because we'll, we'll be honest and call a spade a spade here. Unfortunately, Arizona state did get outmatched and outplayed by the USC Trojans in Tempe. This was their second matchup. And even though it was a quote unquote close game, it truly didn't feel like a very close game. Like USC played some pretty sloppy basketball that allowed Arizona state to keep it within five. And because of that, Arizona state covered, which is funny, like, and especially remember we had talked about like the line was what, like five and a half or something like that. Five and a half. And somebody on this podcast took USC to cover. Yeah. Yeah. Could not have been me, but (laughs) funny enough, Arizona state did cover the game. Unfortunately, they did not win the game. What does Vegas know that I don't know? I need to know this information. Apparently A, a lot. Anyways, I'm not upset about it anymore, clearly. Um, but <laughs> we talked uh, essentially, I think this was with Donnie when we were previewing this game a little bit, Richie. Yes, yes it what was. What we needed to do in order to be able to hang with USC was stop Isaiah Mobley. And it wasn't so much a stop, more like a contain. Did not necessarily go off. It was only 5 of 14. Uh, it was 2 of 4 behind the three-point three, uh, three point line. Only ended up with 12 points. So all things considered, you kind of did what you needed to do against Mobley. And it's not so much a, hey, our best player played bad, and that's why we uh, we lost. DJ Horn did not have a good game. Went one of 12, uh, only made one of the shots from deep out of eight, only had four points in the game. So, yes, your star did not necessarily play well. Our star played worse. And maybe I'm even using the word star a little too loosely, but it's not like uh, it, almost what I was saying against UCLA where everything just went ASU's way. They didn't get production out of Horn like they needed to. So, and and he's one of the reasons that we need to talk about why they didn't win this game. Uh, Horn was a big letdown, right? Only making uh, one shot and, and essentially only had one free throw attempt and made one point that way. If, if he's just shooting at a thirty percent clip from the field, like that's that's nothing spectacular, and especially it's below his standards for this season. Uh, you end up winning this game now. Everything changes, right? We can't just change things and saying, well, this this would have happened and we would have won. It just is what it is. But overall, the team shot 
uh, very poorly from deep, arguably their worst game of the season. I don't remember their percentages off the top of my head. Richie, do you know how poorly they shot from behind the three-point line this uh, uh, this game against USC? This game, I got it pulled up right in front of me, bud. So why don't you yeah. just tell the good people? 14%. 14.3%, which is half of what their average is on the season. And they're not a good uh, team shooting from deep. That's just, that's not acceptable. Shot 30, essentially 33% as a team. Made 75% of your free throws, but uh, again, didn't necessarily have that much volume at the line. Uh, only shot, uh, or what, six of eight as a team versus USC going 16 of 25. That trend just continues where ASU does not seem to have uh, the refs on their side a little bit, and they can't necessarily get to the free throw line. But, Richie, this game, while you said it, it didn't feel very close, USC took the lead at the very, very last second. Back and forth game, lead changes several times, but ASU was in command up until the last couple of minutes, and USC just skipped right by them, man. And unfortunately, couldn't do it by six points. They had to do it by five. But that's for another reason. Nobody here feels bad for you, Connor. Not a single person. So go ahead and take your take your pity and just take it somewhere else. But I had to real- talk to people on Monday. I told them that this was free money. USC covering six and a half or five and a half. Easy peasy. Yeah, all all three of your best friends are going to be really upset about taking your advice on that one. That was rough, man. I I love you so much. I I am one of those best friends. That just I I have. I have some kind of self-respect to not bet against my Sun Devils most of the time. But anyways, neither here nor there. Connor, you got to get better consistency out of DJ Horn here. For him to go yep. 1 of 12 and be your star player is completely unacceptable. Like, that just can't happen. And we saw it again uh, uh, two days ago against UCLA where he just wasn't able to consistently shoot the ball effectively. And we're not asking him to shoot 50%. We're not asking him to put up 15 to 20 points a game, but he needs to be a more reliable guy than he was. And Marion Jackson was barely on the court. Uh, he he was doing a really good, good job distributing the ball, something that actually is a strength to Marion's game. But unfortunately, he only took five shots. He only made one of them. So your your star players, or at least your your guys that you rely on to put up points the most for you didn't show up. But Again, just like just like two nights ago against UCLA, Jalen Graham showed up again. He put up 19 points. He was 9 of 14 on his field goals, went up and got five rebounds as well. Jalen Graham's been playing really, really tough for you lately. So if you can find a way to get consistent production from Horn, Marion, and Jalen Graham, I like your odds to finish the year at that 500 level that I was hoping you could find yourself in. So Right now, getting that kind of production from Jalen Graham is huge, and you have to be really excited about it moving forward. Now, in their last, uh, what is it? They were on a four-game losing streak, and now they're in their last five games. They are now uh, one and four. We keep talking about trying to get to five hundred, trying to get to five hundred. But this streak that you're going through right now <clears throat> is the toughest streak you're going to go through all season long. Yes, bar none. That is so easy to say, right? So it's not that uh, there's a, a bunch of. Uh, easy opponents in the Pac-12, which there's definitely a handful towards the bottom that ASU still has yet to play. Uh, and then there's still some tougher teams that ASU has thought to play as well. So ASU will have maybe, I don't want to call them gimme games after one group, uh, good win against a, a UCLA team, but ASU will have that opportunity. So they're just going through a really tough stretch right now. I will play a little bit of devil's advocate to what you said earlier. TJ Horn, I expect 15 out of him every single game. Like he, he's averaging more than that for the most part. Last couple games have been a little bit rough, but 
Horn's got to be better than that, man. Uh, now yes. he's a human being. He is a college kid. He's allowed to have off games. It's just generally the team has to understand if Horn's not playing well, the team's probably not playing well. Not a perfect example of that for them to only lose by five against USC. This is right. a, a, more of an example where the team rallied around and was able to almost overcome uh, DJ Horn's poor shooting night. So, But chances are, if he's not playing well, who is your best player, clearly, you're not going to be able to win many games with that. No, totally. And I mean, playing on that point a little bit more, just like we talked about previously about the UCLA game, where if he is even a little bit more of a consistent shooter, you win that game in regulation. You only lost by five. If he makes half of his shots, Connor, you win that game. So you need that kind of consistency, like you said, from your best player, from your top scorer, or you typically aren't going to win games. The fact that ASU has hung in these games is a, a huge testament to the great team play that they're putting up right now. But if they got that consistent scoring and shooting out of their top player, there's not a doubt in my mind that we would have won at least the last two games and maybe a few other games as well. So we'll go ahead and cut it there. When we return for our final segment, we got to talk some good news for the Arizona state Sun Devils football team and some reinforcements that are coming into the secondary. But first I got to tell you guys a little bit at our friends over at Bill bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up all my new year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right. Thanks to Bill bar. It almost feels like it's not really sticking to a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you ever tried Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow bars. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, yummy cinnamony churro Coconut, <laughs> coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're so good. They're going to be your new favorite. Built Bars are also covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, that includes the puffs. 100% real chocolate. Go to built.com, scroll down to that macros chart, and you'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Plenty of different flavors to choose from as well, from mint brownie to coconut to coconut almond. And new for the month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. At Built Bar, they're all about taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy next. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to builtbar.built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% at BuiltBar.com. And as we return for the final segment here, Connor, we got some necessary reinforcements in the secondary, this time in the form of Corey Bethley. Very excited about him. Very, very productive at Hawaii with some ball skills. Connor, it's, it's kind of hard not to be excited about this pickup. Connor, hold on a second. I can't hear you. 
Yeah, I don't I don't think your mic's going right now. But now, yep, there you go. Okay, um, sorry about that. So what I was trying to say, I was making all these great points, and, and nobody could hear that. I'll just kind of reiterate that. Um, <laughs> so this is now the second safety to be able to transfer to us uh, over what, like the last week, we can change. Uh, we talked yes. a little bit with you last week uh, that Chris Edmonds was going to be transferring to us, uh, who's a little bit more of that uh, strong safety kind of build, 6'2", 215. But now Corey Bethley coming in to potentially fill the free safety position, standing at 5'10", 195. Uh, Bethley was a, it looked like he was a former running back when he first got to Hawaii and they said, no, no, no. Like we're putting you as a DB. So, uh, we'll, we'll see what he can offer the Sun Devils. Uh, essentially he'll be going into his, uh, senior season, I believe, cause he started at Hawaii in 2018. Uh, yes, this will be a COVID. graduate senior season for him. Graduate senior. Okay. So then he yeah. had, uh, uh, obviously the COVID season, but, uh, had set some solid production last year, most notably had five interceptions. Uh, so definitely something to talk about. He had a, a pick six on one of those as well with, with uh, one touchdown, uh, two forced fumbles and four sacks. So I don't know what they were feeding him, Richie, but whatever he did this season clearly was his best year. I don't know overall if he was just getting more time on the field. I haven't seen snap percentages or anything like that, but had the most tackles he's ever had, uh, most solo tackles he's ever had at 99 and 72 respectively, most assisted tackles at 27, six pass defense, which tied a career high. Four sacks, two forced fumbles, which were career highs. Again, five picks, all career highs. So uh, dude's clearly coming off his best year, looking at more exposure. Uh, ASU might be just the place to do that for him. 100%. And I mean, there there is a clear starting role for him. That's the best mm -hmm. part, right? Is he is going to get on the field. There's no doubt in my mind. He is almost instantly the best player in your secondary right now. And uh, forgive me, what the other guy we got? We just, we oh, just you're talking the other, the other safety you were just talking about, Chris Edmonds? Yes, Chris Edmonds. Thank you. Yes. So between him and Chris Edmonds, suddenly you've actually shored up your safety position, at least on the surface. And with sure. guys who have been productive and with guys who have any kind of experience right now, you still got our guy, um, um, Jordan, Jordan Clark, Jordan who Clark, I'm very right. excited for. And from here, it's just kind of figuring out some kind of chemistry with the rest of the guys. So, you suddenly went from going into an offseason where you had almost nobody in that secondary. You were you were banking on Jordan Clark to make a huge step forward, and after that, it truly was going to be a mystery on what was next. Suddenly, you've got a little more experience, and with Corey Bentley especially, Connor, you Bethley. have ball skills. Bethley, excuse me. Yes, Corey Bethley, you have ball skills in the secondary now. That guy had five picks, like you said. He had two forced fumbles, like you said. He had 99 tackles. Like you said, he had four sacks. Like you said, this I might just start changing his name. I can't get off the Bentley thing. I might just start calling him like like Corey Ferrari or like uh, Corey like Kia or something like that. Just keep changing the next areas that last name every time we talk about him. If people have listened to this podcast, this specific episode, they'll understand the inside joke. But Corey Bentley, that's going to be stuck in my head, man. Very sorry. You you are too funny, my friend. I I don't know Small what tangent. I don't know what I would do without you. But you you. You are something special and a very good special, Connor. We love you to pieces here. But back to the point at hand, Connor, this is a very exciting, very exciting transfer. It, it might honestly, call me, call me crazy, this might be the best transfer that you've gotten so far in the offseason. I truly believe that. 
I'm still going to hold out for validate. Now, granted on who you're talking to, like talking about specific recruiting levels, like in terms of stars, he's a, a former three-star player, which granted, like, I, I don't care what recruiting level you were. Um, uh, Nesta Jade Silvera, right, was a former four-star player that transferred from Miami. If you were a four-star going in, but not a four-star kind of player coming out versus maybe the opposite where if he was a three-star kind of safety going to Hawaii, if he's better than that now, people would be able to look back and say, you know what, maybe he was a little bit better than the ranking that we gave him or he's played at a higher level. That's great. Uh, until I see people on the field, I, I'll kind of hold my opinions on, uh, kind of just to myself. But as of right now, like what happens if, um, even if they do take some of your starting safety positions, which is great, what happens if one of them gets hurt? What does our depth look like? You know what I mean? Right. So no, it totally. feels like we have the, the pieces at a surface level, like you had mentioned. They kind of seem to be fitting into place, which not a huge surprise. Herm Edwards said they're going to be hitting the portal transfer hard, and that's what they've done. So we'll, we'll see how it all kind of plays out with our, whoever our new defensive coordinator is going to be, whatever that scheme looks like. Um, we'll, we'll see. It's definitely a lot to be excited about with all these new faces because there, there's something exciting about the unknown, right? We, we know that some of the graduating players who may have been very good, we know what we're losing. Maybe some of the other players who didn't offer us a ton, we also know what uh, what maybe could have been improved upon as well. So whether that's some of our starting players or even our depth, there's going to be areas for these players to step in and improve right away. And hopefully um, they're going to be able to do just that at that secondary position. I'm very, very excited about it. So with that being said, let's go ahead and wrap up this Victory Monday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, you can make sure to follow myself on Twitter at RichieBrads36. You can follow Connor at Cedrios. You can follow the Locked on Sun Devils page at LO underscore Sun Devils. Speaking of which, free and available, all platforms, Monday through Friday. It's the best Sun Devils content in the entire world. And we're everywhere. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Audio platform-wise, we're there. Video platform-wise, me and Connor are also on YouTube. You can see our beautiful faces. You can see my expressions with my hands. And at the beginning of every podcast, obviously, I'm dancing and having a good time. And, yeah, Connor doesn't know what to do with his hands right now. <laughs> I just put him put him somewhere, I think by my side or something. I don't know. There you go. Yeah. So, again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Go ahead and make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. And until next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.